Well, welcome to another Art of Relationships podcast coming to you from Biola University. We're able to talk about fun things, uh, topics that are important for uh, all things relationships. And one that we've been spending some time on is the topic of friendship. And let's continue that. We were talking about toxic friendships, yeah. um, emotionally safe friendships, um, places in which we are dealing with things like when we're self-focused or self-aware, uh, attribution theory, things like that. But one that is really interesting that people have asked questions about is this. It's a simple question, and yet there's a lot of complexity to it. It's this. How do I know that I'm in a good, high-quality friendship? What's the sign of a healthy friendship? And before we even get to that, studies are massive in saying isolation from people yeah. is yeah. Detrimental. People in healthy relationships, it affects everything from cholesterol mm -hmm. to um, overall health to your ability to fight off a common cold. Mm -hmm. uh, so these social friendships are incredibly important for our psyche, us physically. Uh, but a lot of people will often say to us, but I don't have good friends. I I'm lacking those kind of friendships. So here are the signs of um, good healthy friendships. Here's the first one. You and your friend are on the same page in terms of your basic values and life goals. Yeah. Yeah. We call that in psychology, we call that togetherness yeah. or flow, right? You're in synchrony. And I think, uh, Tim, in that one, one of the things we'll notice in the studies that I'm familiar with in our discipline is that there's this, being on the same page is almost as if you are kind of in tune with each other at almost at a nonverbal unconscious level, right? There's this yeah. give and take, uh, a back and forth that yeah. you're almost mimicking each other's movements and smiles and laughs. And, and so there's this sense that someone will say and walk away in a good high quality friendship. It feels like you know, I, I was with somebody who got me. They, yeah. they, they, we, we didn't talk over each other. We, we laughed at the same things. And that kind of synchrony is really hard to define, but we know it when we have it. And it's that togetherness, like, wow, I really like that person. There was something about them. And, and that, that's the idea of being on the same page. Yeah. And I think that togetherness can cover a lot of different areas. One, uh, I, when we were on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ, now called Crew, boy, that, that's a bond, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's raising their own support. We believe that the, the uh, ministry is important enough to raise money for. Um, we're all going out and doing evangelism. We're all making sacrifices. Even here at Biola, right? What brings us together is we care about higher education. We care about students. We care about marriage. Mm -hmm. So there are those big formal things, but there can be informal things like you both share a parenting philosophy mm -hmm. together. You, you share um, a love of sports. Remember Lewis, mm -hmm. Lewis, C.S. Lewis said, friends look in the same direction. Mm -hmm. So again, um, caring about sports and not just sports teams, but that sports is important. Yeah. Um, caring about the arts, yeah. a valuing of the arts and stuff like that. So um, that kind of stuff is we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Lewis said in Four Loves, I remember uh, a quote from him. He talked about friendship is born at that moment when one person says to the other, what? You too? Yes. I thought yes. no one else but yes. me. Remember that yes. idea that we share something. It could be the most mundane, simple, but you have this idea and this sense of they like what I like, and that makes me feel good. And we have the same kind of passion and interest, or at least we have that similar kind of feel 
it just makes me like you more because you like what I like, and it's reinforcing that way. We have a friend. Uh, he's we've been friends now for a couple of years, but it, you know it grows deeper over time. Uh, but the opening of the friendship honestly was, um, have you ever watched The Walking Dead? And I'm like, yes, yes. And he said, yeah, I, we love it. it mm -hmm. People can't get past the zombie part. And I'm like, oh, it's so much more than zombies. He goes, yeah, that's what I, so immediately you're yeah. like, uh, this thing, yeah. right, that just kind of brings you together. And um, it could be a hatred of Duke University. Right. It could Whatever be a love of UNC Chapel yep. Hill, God's yep. University. But that is, I love that. There's, there's just something that we're on the same page. We value the same thing. Um, and I think that's really important. Here's another one. Um, good, high quality friendships, healthy friendships are one in which the other person is present. They mm. pay attention. Yeah. They are there. So yeah. when you're together, there is a sense. We've talked about this in another podcast about the impact of social media and technology. And that's kind of this idea that they are not distracted when they're with you. Now, there are times you can both be on a cell phone and you both can be doing yep. something else yep. and you can both be engaged in a, in a kind of a side-by-side -side activity and you're not – but – for the most part, a friend and a healthy friendship is somebody who pays attention to you. They care. They're present. They listen, right? I mean, there's a big one right there. Yeah. You're not able to listen when you're not when you're distracted by something else. So, you know, I could talk to a friend, and one of the things that stands out to me most when I think about this friend is I will make a comment or a statement, and I don't realize this, but I've said something in that sentence uh, that stocked maybe there was a little bit of ambivalence or a little bit of concern and this friend doesn't let it go he will mm. say chris hold on what did you mean by that you said this this happened and tell me more about that did that are you seem bothered by it or worried and i stop and i think yeah so i'll talk about it and bring it up and then i realize he was really paying attention he was yeah. listening to the words and the emotions behind the words and drew it out. And I love someone like that who can pull this out because I know they're present with me. And that's pretty cool. We always talk about, we tell our kids, it's always better to be interested than interesting. Oh, you know, yeah, that idea yeah. it's better to be understanding than understood. There's something about listening and being present is in a good high quality friendship. So Chris, it seems like listening is important to you. <laughs> elaborate on that? No, you I've did, got it. You did awesome. um, hey, and let me add one part to that. Yeah. Not only are they present, um, but they make time to be present. Yeah. Boy, we all live crazy busy schedules. Yeah. We're all crazy uh, running to the four corners of the world, um, work, church, everything. But your friends, you make time for. Yeah. You just say, listen, we're going to do it. This is not an, a convenient time, but they initiated. I'd rather just... But hey, it's been a while since I've talked to this person. Yeah. You make time, and time is a powerful currency when it comes to friendship. Yeah, that's good, Tim. I think there's a piece that for a, a friendship in which there's also – there's a flexibility as well, right? I mean, oh, that's it's, good. It's like yep. we don't have to plan out, hey, let's go yeah, get yeah, dinner yeah, in two yeah. weeks and we set a time. Yeah. It's more like, hey, just stop by and call. And somebody yeah. that can do that, just drop by – uh, they can call and say, hey, let's go out to lunch real quick. You know, we didn't make any plans. That to me is a sense that says, the other person says, yeah, you know what? I, I do want to spend time with you, even if it's not necessarily planned out. And that yes. adaptability, flexibility is kind of a fun friendship or a piece of a friendship. And a, a key part of that is 
I feel the freedom to say no. You spontaneously asked, right? But hey, oh man, this really is crazy night. We just can't do it. Yeah. And and we don't walk away feeling like, oh, I say I wonder if they're hurt, their feelings are hurt or no, they're never going to ask again, be spontaneous. So yeah, it's that being present, making time. And then I, I have time to say no if this just isn't working or or uh, this really is a crazy weekend. I just I just don't have any time. That's good. Give me another quality of a high of, of a friendship that's healthy. Something else, Tim, that stands out to you if you think about one. Um, oh, I, here's one that I really appreciate. You encourage each other to grow and change. Mm. We push each other, and that is important. We push each other spiritually. We push each other physically. We push each other. Um, I'm thinking of the friends that I have. Where we, where we just sit down and say, man, how's your walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. H- how's that going? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we're getting to the age where we don't want to turn into blobs, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, fight the blobbiness. Mm-hmm. Go on this hike. Mm-hmm. Go um, get your black belt in Kung Fu, Shaolin, Karate, mm-hmm. uh, Kung Fu. Uh, okay, Kung Fu. Uh, be precise in your answers. We encourage each other to do stuff. And I think that's huge. You want people cheering for you and say, hey, you can take your marriage to the next level. You can write a book. You can start yeah. a center for marriage. You can do these things. We want people who push us. Yeah, I think that's a little bit as well. And built into that is they both, they can affirm you and and in, in, in a way of, of your efforts or what you're doing, right? But And then show appreciation in some yeah. respects by yeah. saying, you know, when you do this, this, I'm really glad to see this. This is good for you. And it sounds like this is, a, you know, or they ask you, how, how tell me about your time away when you went and did, you know, it took that time of solitude or prayer. They're curious, they affirm it, they appreciate it, and then they kind of, like you said, push you in it and say, well, how is that going? How How is your time going? And and they care. That's that's a sign of caring. And they have the freedom to call you on the carpet if they need to. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I appreciate you're going for it, mm-hmm. but man, the cost. Mm-hmm. I think this is too much cost. Mm-hmm. Is this really when you'd be spending all your time and attention and money Right. A friend has the ability to do that. Say, I know you're all jazzed about this opportunity. You think this is great. Man, what's that going to cost in the family? What's yeah. that going to cost with your relationship with your wife? Man, we got to have the ability to speak the truth and love. Good. Yeah, I like that one. Here's another one that I, I like. It's this idea that um, the other uh, uh, in a healthy friendship, the person is curious about you. They show genuine interest in what you are like or yeah. what you have to share. And that Genuine interest um, is kind of, the word curiosity um, is something that I think a good friendship would have, and that's the other person saying, "Tell me more about that." So yeah. it sounds like this yeah. is what you're doing, and 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 they probe and they're curious. They want to know where's your heart, what are you doing, how uh, how how does this make you feel? This sounds like something big for you. This sounds like this is a cool that kind of curiosity is really fun because it yeah. gives you that opportunity to almost feel like this person is is, is has this genuine care for you or yeah. interest and that's what curiosity does i think Boy, it's a great sign of as you were saying that i thought and that's how emotional affairs happen right oh, because yeah. i've got this friend we've been friends forever i've been married for you know blah 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 years I've heard all of this. I know you like a book. I can finish your sentences with this person. It's all new. 
this person doesn't know much about me. So every joke is new. Every story is interesting. And then you go, man, I want to move on to somebody who appreciates me. And that's how an emotional affair can happen in a heartbeat within a marriage. I just thought of that as you were saying that, boy. Those, the fun little first dates, right? It's hard to get back when you've been married for 30-some years or you've been friends forever. Uh, it's a good reminder for those that are married out there is that notion of maintaining your curiosity, uh, your admiration uh, for, for your spouse. You know, uh, John Gottman, a researcher, talks about that, Tim, in a way that says good, high-quality marriages that have friendship as the main component. By the way, he would say friendship is the key. Uh, a deep and abiding friendship is the key to a good, healthy marriage. But he would say the the counter that you have to always play or is to become your spouse's dream detector. Oh, and so he good. says that one of the keys for couples that he finds that have navigated marriage well and maintain a good solid friendship even after 30 years is that they are constantly curious and interested about each other. They realize things have changed, that we none are static and stay the same. It's always dynamic. And that dream people who are dream detectors, simply stopping and asking your spouse a question like, so what's on your heart these days? Or what, what would bring you joy? Or what is something that you're dreaming or thinking about? And that becoming that dream detector is almost that counter. So it's a great way to not only employ a yeah. friendship, you know, in a marriage, but in general, friends would say a good, healthy relationship in which somebody has curiosity about you. And, and go do stuff. I, I mean, don't stay stagnant in life nor in your friendship. Go do things that you normally wouldn't do and spice it up. That's great for marriage. It's great for friendships. Uh, a bunch of us uh, a couple years ago went to Jerusalem for the very first time and never done it before. And uh, so we went and spent like, what was it, 13 days together. And, uh, and you, know, you learn a lot about each other yeah. in those kind of situations. Yeah, you do. But it, it forms a bond and gives you something different mm -hmm. to focus on the friendship. So let's not just stay stagnant yep. in our friendships. Let's continue to grow. Yep. Here's another one. Um, this one is kind of related to what we talked about, but a good friend and a high-quality friendship is one in which you know the other person is praying for you. Oh, They're yeah. regularly taking time, and they yep. might even share that. They might even ask. And so in their part of being curious or... And that part of being interested in you, there's also that sense of, hey, I've been praying for you. Hey, I, how did this go? Tell me how your event went or tell me how your interaction or tell me how school went or how did it work with your child? How did it work with the, that situation or that job interview? And I've been praying for you. And then you know, in a good, healthy friendship, that other person is really praying for you. What an awesome way to have and to be in a friendship in which other person is faithful to do that. And a great way to check up on each other, to say, hey, how can I pray for you this week? Yeah. Or I get a text saying, hey, prayed for you this morning. Yeah. That kind of stuff is huge. That's cool. You know what else I would say a good, healthy friendship is? You can have a bad day yeah. with that person. Now, that, that gets weird for people like us, Chris, because we're professors at a Christian university. We're working on this Center for Marriage and Relationships. So is, is it possible just to have a bad day where you just say things that even you know are wrong? Yep. I don't trust God. I don't, I'm, I wonder if he even cares about what's happening or um, I'm never going to make it in this one project. And you, need, you just need a friend to say, hey, he needs to blow off some steam. I'm not going to correct him as soon as falsities <laughs> come out of his mouth. 
But by that, I think that's important to say. I'm having a particularly bad day today, and is that okay? And in a friendship like that, Tim, that's that's a good, healthy one. You don't feel judged in that, yeah, right? Yes. You feel like yep. you can share a feeling or a thought. You talked in another podcast before about, you know, can I share a heresy yeah. with you? Yeah. And, and it's yeah. it's during a time in which yeah. you're just, but, but you realize and you know deep down this friendship will survive that. It's a good one because you're, you're not being yeah. felt feeling judged, right? You're feeling in, instead validated so much that you realize sometimes we're just going to have a bad day and I want to talk to you about it. I remember a friend, I was having a, a particularly bad week. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Uh, sitting there talking with somebody on, and I remember it all came to the, this point, and we still talk about it. Oh yeah, I remember that day, and it was that moment in which I just simply unloaded some things that I had been carrying with me, yeah. related to to something that was going on in a situation, um, and 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 I probably said a lot of things in there that I would never say to anybody else. Right. I would never right. talk about. But this person held that in. Yeah. It wasn't "quote unquote" normal, you know, our day to day kind of conversation. But I just was able to just unburden myself with this, and that person held on to that, and they kept it, and they knew that really I would probably end up not really, you know, <laughs> feeling those same kinds of things and regret it. But to know that they've held it there is almost like we could share something as well. You know, you go through a hard, difficult time, and yeah. that person kept you in that trust and they surrounded you without judging and saying, I know it's a tough time. And and uh, they just listened. So maybe that quality too sometimes yeah. of just listening without really saying anything. I wonder if another quality of a high, of a friendship that we really want is when we do share our tough things or we are feeling bad or off, instead of trying to correct, instead of yeah. judging, they just simply listen and say, this yeah. sounds really hard. And that's a, boy, that's a delicate dance. Uh, the first time you do that with a friend to see, okay, are you going to embrace this? Are you going to allow me to voice a doubt? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Things that I would even talk myself out of in a couple mm -hmm. of days, but I just need a place that I can vent. And sometimes that's not your spouse. Yeah. Depending on the issue, mm -hmm. it might be that you need another person that you can uh, talk about um, in a way that, they can provide reassurance mm -hmm. and that maybe your spouse, it would be hard for them to hear it. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they need to hear it in a more polished way. Right now it's too raw, right? Um, so that, I think that's important is, mm -hmm. can I be at my most raw point with you? Mm -hmm. I think it's important. And I, it leads to maybe an, a, a related quality, uh, Tim, in this, and that is that the other person that both of you are willing and able to share your feelings and your thoughts with the other person. Um, it's There are times in which we're judiciously careful who we share with, but in a good friendship, for the most part, there's a good equal give and take. I do get a sense of your heart. I, you do share your feelings and your thoughts, right? Yeah, and so yeah. it may not be the, to, uh, all of them and to the extent that you were talking about, there might be some situations that we maybe are careful. But in general, as a general rule, there's this willingness to share and you get to see that vulnerable side. Yeah. And yeah. that makes the other person seem more human or more real, I guess. Yeah. Here's one I, I think is kind of interesting. It's not awkward when you catch up with this person. Um, I, I, I was on Facebook the other day, thank you, being the techno savvy person I am. And uh, a friend from college 
sent me a message. I howled out loud and Noreen said, what are you reading? He simply said this, have you heard any good funeral dirges lately? That's all he said. So this guy was my roommate, Chris. I'd come home, you know, my senior year and, and just tired. All you want to do is get back to your dorm room, lay down, right? So as you're walking down the hallway, you hear like Beethoven's death dirge. It is a somber and heavy and you realize that's coming from my room. That's my room. And so my roommate, Dave, would play these dirges and I would just be like, oh, it's so good to be home. So, but we joked about it. <clears throat> Said, dude, we got to cut back on the death dirges, okay? But so for him just to write that, it was like, it was like time had just gone by. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a fun quality is when you can catch up with people really quick yeah. and it's like time uh, doesn't mean anything. That's kind of a special relationship. Yeah, we have good friends um, and that we haven't seen. They live in a different state now. And it, it's probably been maybe two, three years since we've seen them and maybe even a good year since we've had you know any meaningful kind of conversations with them. And we ran into them in an airport and it feels just oh, like you saw them yesterday. Yeah, right? so and so yeah. you just talk and visit yeah. and you know everything yeah. and you catch up on the little details. But it's just that sense and that, and we walk away going, we may not talk to them for another six months, but they're there, they're friends and they continue to be. Well, we have a, we're part of a marriage group. We talk about this. We think it's so important to have that kind of community. Well, we had one in North Carolina as well. And so Noreen and I went back to North Carolina to do a family life marriage conference. And so we got the group together. Mm. We had not seen each other for probably 10 years because the whole time that we've been here on the West Coast. Man, we were howling, laughing. And it was so fun. And it's not that people were bitter. It's not that we had a conversation, hey, I kind of wish you would have stayed in more contact and we probably could have done a better job. But man, just sitting there with the fire going after a meal, and we were telling these stories and catching up on kids, it felt really fun. And I could see myself, you know, going back in a year or two or three, and time doesn't change the special right. bonds that we have. I think that's great. Yep. Um, here's one more, and uh, that I think is really important for a, a friendship and one that's high quality, and that is um, that they. A person that you're friends with does a, has a way of maybe even serving or affirming or showing affection in ways that are meaningful to you, right? Mm. So mm. there might be something that, and and I think this we had you know Gary Chapman on our podcast and he talked yeah. about the five love languages, but I think a good friend kind of intuitively figures out or knows that this is meaningful to this person, right? Yeah. This is the kind of thing that is in some ways, but easier for them or they enjoy that right. or this is That's something. Right. So maybe it's time together or maybe it's like you said, cleaning your house or maybe <laughs> it's whatever it is, but it's it's meaningful to you and they know what that is. Maybe it's a note or maybe it's just words of appreciation. Or the thing they love the most. We have some friends who whenever they're, whenever it's a busy week, it's just craziness. We give them chocolate covered popcorn. Mm. You know that popcorn that has yeah. chocolate sprinkled? Yeah. Oh, Chris. Yeah. It is unbelievable. The very, we tell the story, the very first time we, we, got, we thought, hey, you know, let's send it to this couple. Let's just drop it off on their porch. We actually bought a case of it. It never made it to them. We ate <laughs> the whole case. Michael said to me, my oldest son, he said, dad, can we just open one? He's like, yeah, there's four. Fine, let's open one. Well, one 
that came three in a heartbeat. And Noreen walked in and said, hey, that was for Doug and Deb. And it's like, well, man, sorry. Then Michael and I are sitting alone with each other. We're watching sports. And Michael goes, I go, Mike, I can't do it. You open it. I'll chastise you for it. And we'll both eat it. And he goes, done. So he opened it. I said, Mike, oh, come on. That was the, but now that joke is part of it. But anytime they're going through a tough time, yeah. we get them chocolate covered popcorn. And so those fun yeah. things that you just know, hey, um, this is special. And it's an inside joke a little bit. Yeah. But those kind of things are really nice, intimate moments. Yeah. And knowing that, right? Mine's I mean, money, Chris. Yeah, it's Mine's money. money. <laughs> Just hard cash. <laughs> or whatever it might be. It could be. Chocolate sprinkled right. cash. That's right. And for some, you know, it, it could be, you know, just time. And, and no, money. No, it's just money. No, money. <laughs> money. So, well, these are all things yeah. that we can encourage in each other, you know, in our friendships and our relationships. And we can also use this as a gauge. Am I good at this? Yeah. Even as we're talking, I realize and think through, you know, there are some things that, you know, that we do well or I do well. And then there are others that I really need to work on this one. And I think for all of us, we have to find those things that can make for, make us good friends. Are, am I the kind of friend that I would want to be a friend with? Am I a kind of person? And just as a quick aside, this is a great precursor to the question we also get, should I marry this person? Yeah. I think this checklist, right, Chris? Yeah, I think so. Uh, could just sit down and say, how many of these do we match up? Or yep. is it all just about physical affection or romance that's and we're great. not clicking on these areas? Right. So, man, that's I, I think for people who are interested maybe in getting engaged, this is a great list. Yeah, it is. I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Um, let's, let's spend some more time on this topic. How about if next time we tackle the topic of relationships and friendships uh, that can occur uh, within a, you know, in, even in a marriage, cross-gender friendships. Oh, yeah. And then how about yep. in a dating and just friendships? When, yeah. when when people say, you know, I'm friends with this person, um, but it's just be starting to turn romantic. That's and I'm right. not sure I really want that. And so those cross-gender friendships that occur while we're just friends, you know. Uh, and even when, in marriage. And, and even can I have a opposite-sex friend. Boy, that's interesting. And what would be the guidelines if something like that could happen? Yeah. Well, let's do that. Tackle that in the next podcast. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, thanks you all for joining us Remember, again. Remember, cash. And on Money. the Art of Relationship podcast at cmr.biola.edu, where you can leave cash for Tim or for the center. <laughs> so thanks for joining us.